1922, near the German towns of Ingolstadt and Schrobenhausen, was a secluded farm occupied by the Gruber family. The family consisted of Andreas, the 63-year-old patriarch of the family, his 72-year-old wife, Kazilia, their 35-year-old daughter, Victoria, and her two children, ages 7 and 2. The entire family was found to be brutally murdered on April 4th of that year. Leading up to their murders, the family was the subject of many rumors and town gossip, mostly surrounding the parentage of Victoria's two-year-old son, Yosef. Members of the family had reported strange happenings around the property. Sightings of a strange mustached man in the forest surrounding the farm and footsteps in the attic had driven the family maid to leave employment of the Grubers after suffering several nights of sleeplessness due to this. There were even reports of strange footprints in the snow that seemed to disappear into thin air. Were the Grubers the victims of something supernatural? A vicious serial killer? Or was the true murderer someone closer to home? Join the theorists as they down some cold ones on this cold case known as the Hinterkaifeck Murders. Welcome to Alien Theorist Theorizing, Case File 113, The Hinterkaifeck Murders. <laughs> Did I say it right? That's, that's good. I'm Braden. I'm Zell. And I'm Andrew. Dan's sick. Dan had to take Dan's a day off. Sick. He's fucking puking and has a fever. And I'm actually still nursing a hangover from Braden has a, a one-week hangover. <laughs> Wow, yeah, that makes sense. I'm surprised it's not going to be a month long. You were the drunkest person in Canada. I feel like I was. I don't no, know what happened. You I think I was drugged. Were, you were 100% the drunkest you person. You were think you were drugged or were did you just drink a whole bottle of Fireball? I if I drank a whole bottle of Fireball, it was not my intention. Here's the thing. I set out. When you were somewhat sober, your plan was to smuggle a bottle of Fireball for me cuz I was getting off work so I could yeah. catch up with you guys. I remember I I bought the bottle. Yeah. And when I finally, when you, when I got to the show and you were missing, you showed up about half an hour later and I was like, hey man, like, where's that fireball at? And if you fucking fireball, is missing, man. And then one of the other guys you were with was like, no, no, he drank it all. He did. He drank it all. And I was like, that makes sense. That's just a classic uh, WWE night right there. Oh man, it was No, 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 no. That was, it was bad. It was real bad. So Braden says I have one once every ten year type type of drunk. Where's like yeah. how many how many if you're gonna add up meat draw drunks into the one drunk, how many meat draw drunks would that have been? Oh buddy, winner winner chicken dinner. That was a <laughs> just crushed it. The thing is, is when he was meat draw drunk, he was still somewhat capable of recording a podcast. If you would have tried to record with him that night, there's no, no fucking no. chance. Dude, I <laughs> no, don't even seriously. know how I was on my feet, to be honest. You not well. No. Not well. You were fuck buddy. You're in the lineup. Security is searching you. And you're fucking unbuttoning your shirt, being like, that's all you got, buddy? That's it, eh? That's all you got. Get in there. And as you go by, <laughs> this poor young girl is like scanning our tickets and you're looking at her, unbutton your shirt more, being like, He didn't do a good job. You want to get in there? Oh my you god. Sure? Oh my god. Search me. <laughs> fucking search that. me. 
I didn't see it. <laughs> yeah, you, I have it on video if you'd like to see it. No. Yeah. You have it on video? Yeah, I was going to upload it onto our Discord, but it's fucking, it has to be compressed. Yeah, you got it. Yeah. It didn't work. You're Too lucky. Bad. Yeah, you're fucking no. lucky. Too man. bad. Delete that. Come over Pod Week. You can watch all the fucking videos. Oh. Oh, Cap. okay. Let's get to the topic at hand. <laughs> what, are, what are we talking about today? Hinterkaffeck murders. Hinterkaffeck. So, uh, yes, we thought we'd go. Uh, Hinterkaffeck. This one's a little spooky too. Um, <laughs> it's got a little spooky, little whodunit. I kind of like it, but with no Dan, it's kind of hard. Who should we just kind of? Should we just kind of freewheel who? Because well, it well, happened in Germany. <laughs> if the name didn't give it away, uh, 1922. It's like a farm. It's a. It's a six. You know, six-person homicide on a farm in rural. Germany, north of Munich. Yeah, and it's like it's classified as one of the most puzzling unsolved crimes of all time, especially in German history. Of an entire family. Um, what are the? Should we say the names of the victims first? How do we want to do? Do we want to? Do we want to walk walk, walk it back it, to like the precursor? Just, just yeah, just let's just, walk. Let's walk it back. Let's walk. Who who was this family? It was a family of six. It was a grandfather, his widowed daughter. Yeah. That's two. So you had Andreas Gruber, uh, Kazelia Gruber, um, their widowed daughter, like you said, Victoria Gabrielle, 35, uh, Victoria's children, uh, Kazelia, seven, Joseph, two, and uh, a maid, Maria Baumgartner, who is 44, who it happened to be her first day working on the farm when she was killed. Um, Killings took place March 31st, 1922. So now let's... Let's back it up a little bit. Six months before that, they had an old maid. Yeah. And this old maid was like, fuck this farm. There's something fucked up here. It's haunted. She's hearing steps, little rat tat tats everywhere, uh, windows opening, being left open, doors being opened. She's out of there. She's like, nope, I'm like, I quit. And like when you say like six months, this is, we're taking it back six months. And it was Maria Baumgartner or whatever her name's name was. It was that was her first day. There was a six month period there where they really tried. They apparently this family like fucking tried really hard to get more help. They needed a maid, right? It's a big family. They had elderly people living yeah. there. It's a big farm, and nobody wanted to fucking help. Okay, this place, this house, this family's all shrouded by fucking like just just spooky shitty stuff, right? Like we're we're talking rumors of fucking incest with with the grandfather right one of these kids might not even have been the the supposed dad that died in the military right so this whole fam this whole this whole family has been just bad vibes from the beginning like the entire city already thought half these kids were born due to incest right yeah well actually like andreas the the reason there was rumors was because andreas and victoria were convicted of incest in 1915 she served one month in jail for the crime uh, while her father was sent away for an entire year. So the reason there was rumors was because they were convicted of it. And the Gruber, Mr. Gruber was convicted of fucking incest. Victoria was thrown in jail for fucking getting raped by her dad, which goes to show you yeah. the court systems back in the day. Like, that's... I don't know. And, and and that's not it, though, man. Like, this this whole farm just... They already had a few farmhands come up and quit on them for walking in and seeing stuff they shouldn't have saw. Like, it, it's just... I don't know, man. Now, it's a fucked up up place. Yeah. Leading up to the murders, um, more, more, uh, let's say more frequently, 
odd stuff was happening around the farm. Um, doors were being left open. Um, Andreas found a strange newspaper from Munich on the property. Which doesn't make he, any sense. Doesn't make any sense because he or none of the neighbors had subscriptions or were paying for newspapers. So he thought maybe the postman had lost it. But uh, this was not the case because no one, no one around the area had that newspaper. Gruber had told neighbors that he had discovered fresh tracks in the snow uh, that led to the forest or led from the forest to yeah. a broken door lock in the in the farm. Well, yeah, he found footprints that seemed to come from the forest, but he didn't really find them return to the forest. So it was like no. this person, whatever came. Didn't leave. Didn't leave or did a really good job of backtracking over his footsteps. Well, and there was a lot of reports by the family and neighbors of a suspicious man with a mustache wearing a military style coat skulking around the properties. Right. So yeah, they well, they, they would like he, hear shit in the attic. Sounds like footsteps in the attic. And when, uh, when they go to investigate, couldn't find anything. And this was just a handful of days before, before no, none of none of which got reported to police. This is all no. reported secondhand by the neighbors afterwards. Yeah, of from them being like, "Well, I remember him talking about this." So all this weird stuff's happening. You know, you have people claiming the house is haunted. I would think that, like, if this was me or you or one of you guys, and you found tracks in the snow that led to your property and like to a building, but then none leaving anywhere. Oh, like, buddy. How hard would you go through that place? Like, I would be, I would search it like up and down. You'd, you would think if you had suspected someone was stowed away in your house, you would do everything you could to find them. Oh, 100%. 100%. Look around. And I, I don't now, know, I don't really know the layout of this house. And like, houses built back then wasn't uncommon to have like weird spaces between walls and like weird attic spaces that aren't really accessible unless you really know how to get there. Like, you got to, you got to squeeze back into some type of walls or like a little trap door. Like, you know, I don't, I don't really know exactly how this house was built. So I'm assuming it wasn't just your standard four bedroom American stacked house with a, with a small attic and maybe, you know. No, it looks like fancy. it looks like a farmhouse. It looks like a little farm attached. And then there's like a rancher style, maybe a two two stories from the picture I saw. Well, yeah, and there's there's also a few barns on the property, and there's some talks about there actually being some underground tunneling done as well. I wouldn't be surprised. Like like back back then, it's before like uh, it's before refrigeration really and freezers, so like root cellars and all that stuff would definitely be dug. So who knows? Okay, so on, I guess they don't really know why well, they're they're guessing March thirty first. Now leading up, this has all been happening. So. Uh, March 31st, uh, the new maid, Maria Baumgartner, comes to the farm. And that night, sometime in the evening, they believe, four members of the family are somehow lured out one by one to the barn where they're smashed with uh, a mattock, which is like... Like a pickaxe. Like a pickaxe with like the flat hoe on the backside. Yeah. Um, the one... The one daughter was not believed to have died from the injuries right away, Kazelia, because she looked to be like when they found her, she had clumps of her own hair and bald spots like she was pulling out her own hair in fear. Fuck. And then after they they determined that those four were killed first in the barn, uh, then the killer went into the house and killed the maid and then killed uh, two-year-old Joseph. Yep, that is pretty much it. 
And like, this is, they say it was about f- four days after they think they were murders when they were finally found. Yeah. But, and and each person was like attacked like gruesomely in the head with bludgeoned to death this, with the fucking pickaxe pickaxe thing. With the, they were covered with, with some type of sheet or clothing or whatever, and then bludgeoned over the head. Now, they weren't found for days, but that's not because people weren't putting around. There are tons of reports of people being around the property and thinking these people were home. Oh, hundred percent. Well, because things like the chimney was lit. The dog, uh, the family dog was moved from the barn to the front yard because people like, I guess somebody came to deliver coffee, noticed the family, you know, all the doors were locked, chimneys going, nobody answered the door. They had uh, a, a scheduled uh, mechanic stop by to work on their tractor. Yeah, that's Al- Albert, Albert Hoffner. Uh, he, he stopped by to repair the food chopper. He said he didn't see the family. He said he kind of like sat around for a bit. Um, he heard nothing but the sounds of the farm animals and the dog inside the barn. He started his repair and he said that from the time he started the repair, it took about four and a half hours to the time he finished. There was still smoke coming out of the chimney and the dog had been moved from inside to being tied up outside. Oh, oh, oh. So he, he just assuming that. And this is on April 4th. This is four days after. This is, this is four they, days after. And we're talking like. A big, a big badass ass kicker German Shepherd, like guard dog, being moved from the barn to the front door as if, hey, don't fucking come in. Yeah, and like, um, like April first, you're right. The Hans Skrovowski was a coffee seller. He knocked on the door. He didn't notice anything, but he noticed the gate to the machine house was open uh, when he left. So like, all these things were changing in people's different accounts. Now you also have neighbors talking about seeing things like two men who, when they're on their way home, lurking on the side of the woods by the hinter... Fuck, this, that word's the worst. <laughs> hinter uh, hinter Kafik property. They're standing in the woods, and as they were going, they would turn their backs to the people walking and then walk back into the woods, which they thought was a little strange and a little odd. Obviously, they didn't realize their neighbors were just gruesomely murdered. So no. They didn't, didn't think too much of it. So th- it wasn't till so that same <laughs> the same day he was fixed he he was fi- he fixed that shit he ended up t- telling the mayor and then the mayor sent his like his son son and yeah well not only that too like the the one daughter had been missing from school which was really bizarre for everybody right yeah because that would have been on the Monday missing from school um, yeah so it was um, Schlitten Schlittenbauer sent his sixteen year old son and his stepson Joseph to the farm to see if they could find out what's going on with the family. They didn't see anyone. They reported it to Schlittenbauer, who headed to the farm the same day with Michael Pohl and Jacob Siegel. Entering the barn is where they found the bodies of Andreas Gruber, his wife, Kazelia Gruber, his daughter, Victoria Gabrielle, his granddaughter, Kazelia. And then afterwards, they went in the house and they found the chambermaid, Maria Baumgartner, and the youngest family member, uh, Joseph dead in the house six murders it's, so it's so this is such a crazy thing to have if you you have a house and it was determined that you couldn't have heard screams from the barn inside the house so they can came to the conclusion that these people had to be lured from the house to the barn somehow how 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 that is the big how would you have been somebody that they fucking <laughs> known and trusted being like hey we gotta have a fucking meeting in this barn like unless so that's what that's what police said too. Police said they were curious as to how they would be lured. Uh, so they did tests where 
um, from inside the home, uh, they would have barn animals and stuff inside the barn, but that couldn't be heard. So then they were like, okay, well, let's try it with some screaming. So they would be in the barn yelling and screaming uh, to see if that you could hear it from inside the house, which you couldn't. So they have no idea how one by one all these people got lured out to the barn. Another really weird thing, too, that we kind of passed over is the fact that, so it's, it was four days before they found these bodies, right? Yep. For those four days, all these fucking animals on that farm were taken care of. That's fed. Oh, that's right. You know what I mean? Like, what the fuck? Livestock kept up. Chimneys going, dogs being moved. Like, In the investigation, they found remnants of cooking from that weekend. So whoever did this, safe to say, hung around for days after the murder. Fucking and nuts. It was like was fi- like had to be familiar enough with the family dog and stuff to be able to move it around like that. And not only that, I totally forgot that one of the other weird things that's happened is a set of the the farm keys went missing uh, days leading up to the murders. Right. I was reported that he had told his neighbors that they were missing a set of farm keys. So, what we're talking about here is okay. They were lured. They were most likely lured into this fucking barn, right? Whoever lured them into the barn, you would imagine, kind of knew his way around the fucking farm and was comfortable with his family, right? And which would lead you to believe, you know, maybe maybe it was a family member or maybe it was a fucking neighbor that lived close by, right? And it turns out that one of their neighbors was quite significantly linked to this family, right? And we haven't oh. really touched on that yet. Um, which was who are you talking about? Yeah, Schlitzenberg. Or Schlittenbauer? Schlitten, uh, Schlitten, Schlittenbauer, Schlittenberg. I don't know. Same yeah, thing. Schlittenbauer. Yeah, yeah that's, uh, that is correct. And also, uh, when he went to the farm and with Michael Pohl and Jason Jacob Siegel the day they found him, he did a couple weird things that uh, Michael Pohl and Jacob Siegel said to the police. When they were in the barn, they found all the bodies together and Schlittenbauer took off and went and unlocked the door to the house with a key and just walked inside. Suspicious. And when he came came out, when he came out, they said, they said that they asked him, why did you go in there? You don't know if this person is still there. And he said, I was looking for my son. So. Hmm. So Hmm. in 1918, Schlittenbauer's wife died, right? And we're talking, this is the closest, this family, the Schlittenbauer family is the closest farm adjacent to the uh the gruber family right so it's right next door so his wife died in 1918 shortly after she died it was believed that he began a relationship with victoria gabriel which was the widow gruber's daughter right okay you say that there was a potential that he was looking for a son well on yusuf's the son, the two-year-old son, or two months or two... Was it two months or two year? Two year. Two-year-old son. Two-year-old. The initials LS appeared on his birth certificate. Yeah, which is... We hadn't said his full name, but Lorenz uh, Schlittenbauer. Right? But they say and, that doesn't necessarily mean that that was the name of the father. It could have been doctor, someone else prescribed... Something to do with their birth certificate. Well, not only that, it's on record that Victoria went after Schlittenbauer for child support. Hmm. Now... The other weird thing is police found police like they admittedly they the in, the investigation was flawed because people moved the bodies people moved the bodies people went in the house 
And some people ate food in the house after like these murders had taken place. So it really kind of tampered the, soiled the crime or crime scene, I guess. But when they were looking around, they did, they found like little nooks cut out of the hay, broken shingles on the roof, uh, like footprints on the roof, uh, leading to these like little areas in the barn where like hay had been moved. And they're not sure if this could be attributed to the intruder or anything, or if this would be maybe uh, like where some people would sneak out of the house to do some of this incestuous behavior. A little funny business. A little funny business in the barn, a little rolling in the hay. Rolling in the hay, if you will. Yeah. Right. So what? what who are some of the other suspects we got here? Uh, well, if you go down the list, some of they call them the Gump brothers. And what? And Adolph Gump had been rumored it was in a relationship with this Victoria as well. Obviously, they couldn't really prove it. Um, I think it was the Gump brothers. Uh, these are guys that participated in other mur- murders. I think there was some about nine peasants or something. I'm just going off memory here. Nine peasants. Let me fucking pull it up here. Mm. Yeah, with three others. Adolph Gump had participated in the murder of nine peasants in Silesia. I don't know where this comes from. So I don't know. How is he a mur- murder of nine peasants and not in jail? If they know that. What was the year? Maybe it was something to do during World War One. Mm. I don't know. <laughs> Dan? Dan? Yeah, Dan? No shit. Okay, call Dan. Get him on the phone. Yeah. To me, okay, so already that's pretty fucked up. Kills nine people. Already kind of gets a little bit of warning signs there. This guy's obviously fucked up. Like, it's not like, oh, this guy killed a few cats when he was 12. No, he killed nine people. But for me, the most damning fucking thing is the fact that on his sister's deathbed, she claimed that her brother's Adolf and Anton had commit those had committed those murders. And now she died in 1944 and Adolf had already died. So they took his brother Anton into ah. custody and they couldn't find enough evidence and had to let him go. But his, his their fucking sister on her deathbed, her dying words were my brothers killed that fucking family. Oh, so that must've been at the same time when she says about these other nine murders too. That would make sense. That would make more sense. I, I, I just, all I remember reading is that he killed nine people before this. That would make more sense if she just spilled it on their deathbed. But at that time, he was already dead, right? Yeah. So. Well, and then, the, uh, this, uh, this, I know this one was Dan's favorite. Let's get into this guy. Uh, Carl Gabriel. Yeah, that's uh, fucking Carl, rad. Carl Gabriel was Victoria Gabriel's husband uh, who was killed... Uh, allegedly killed during the First World War in December 1914. However, his body was never discovered. People began to speculate that maybe he didn't die. And then when he came when he came back and he found out that, you know, Victoria was having this incestuous relationship with her father and that their son was potentially an incest baby. An incest baby, he took revenge on the whole family. Wait, Which kind of lines up because you're like, if it, you could go, well, how would someone lure them in the barn? But if this guy was standing in the field and, he, and someone opened the door and was like, hey, it's me, Carl. Like, come here, right? Well, no, if you've seen a guy who was supposed to die, if, it was he's supposed to die in like 19, well, World War I. So World War I. 1911 to 1915 was the war or something like that? Yeah. So he died in 1914? Yeah, that's when he was... Allegedly killed in combat. December 1914 in front of a trench. So didn't like any of his soldiers or anything, like no one came forward. So like, yeah, I watched him get blown up. Well, some people no, did some, after the fact. Yeah, they did say that like they, they had seen him die and stuff. But now 
re- let's remember that maid said for six months that the place was haunted. Oh. Right? So what if it's what if it's like the ghost of Carl Gabriel coming back, right, to check on his wife. A vengeful only ghost? To find out, only to find out that his wife is, right? I maybe, picture, uh, I picture the, some, there was a mistake. You know, they falsely reported his death. He finally gets fucking, he, he spent some time in a fucking prison camp. That's why it's been a while. Yeah. He makes it he makes it his way home. He's pumped. He's going back to see his family. He's going to see back to see his wife, his father and mother-in-law. Guy's ecstatic. He's happy. Makes his way to the farm one night, you know what I mean? It was a long day from travel. Fucking knocks on the door, nobody answers. Walks in himself, catches his fucking father-in-law stuffing his fucking wife. Gets a little fucking crazy. He finds him in the barn. That's where he finds him, okay? So he goes inside and wakes up his fucking mother-in-law and his daughter and says, "You need to come fucking see this." Drags him out there, shows him, goes crazy, kills them both. Thinks potentially that not only is Yusuf an, inc- in, in, uh, an incest baby, but also, well, actually, was Yusuf born? Yusuf couldn't have been his. So no, backtrack. it couldn't have been. So, so that's what he means. It's, so it's like Kali- it's he's the, back. What's the daughter's name? The younger daughter, Victoria. Starts thinking that potentially Victoria is his father-in-law's, not his. Goes fucking crazy and takes out the whole family. Or yeah, so he shows oh, up sorry. after. Sorry, sorry, Casilia. Casilia, the one that's named I, after his mother-in-law. Yeah, Cazilia's yeah, yeah, not right. really his. Goes crazy, fucking bada bing, bada boom. So in a nutshell, he gets falsely claimed as uh, killed in action on duty. Gets taken prisoner by I don't really know my World War One history that well. Some Austria, some who was that war? It was Austro-Hungarian army versus who else was in there? The Axis of Allies. Yeah, who who would have oh, taken him? Who, who, who would have who would have taken him prisoner? In Russia, maybe French, Russian. Okay, he gets taken prisoner for seven seven and a half years. Yeah, tracks down his family for six months. He's kind of watching from a distance. He doesn't know really how how to because uh, he was living in the gulags, right? He was fucking yeah, man. He's hardened, dude. This is this is a World War One vet. He's seen some shit. But he he's like he's so dis like he's not he's so disconnected from reality because he's been living in the jail cell for so long. He doesn't know how to talk to his family so he wait, watches for six months well because he sees think about it man the one thing that's keeping him alive this whole time is coming home to his family to see his kids his wife it's the only thing that's keeping him alive in that prison camp and maybe the first time he finally comes back he's about to knock on the sees door or something he sees them like go out sneak out to the back and he's like what the fuck he falls it. he synced it and so for six months he's steaming about it he's like what am I gonna do what am I gonna do <sighs> so he's sl- so he's hot you say he's hiding around the farm for six months. Well, I'm well, saying if it's six, if he's gone, let's see, he's been gone for seven and a half years already. What's another six yeah. months of slinking around? Because he's he is like he can't just he's so mad he can't go to the door. He tries to cool himself off. He's hiding in the walls, just ruminating, just fucking. He has a little nook. He has a little nook in the attic and in the barn. He's watching this happen. He's stealing food, little nugget of food here and there. Oh yeah, sharpen his fucking mattock or whatever the hell it is. And then finally, he's filing this fucking medic. But I guess, like, I mean, yeah, to be, to have four people lured from the house that you can't hear animals like to the barn, you can't hear the distance if something was happening. So someone had to lure and there's no signs of struggle inside the house. It's not like he like forcibly removed. No, it's not like the house was ransacked, right? Or like you could see the fight started in there. So all ports say that they would have been led to the barn on their own free will and then killed when they got in there. Inside was a massacre. I mean, so I'm just, I can't a, maybe, even like, here's the let's thing. Think how, 
How would you get them there? How well, would you get them there? Well, You're- they're all surprised. One of them fucking, maybe he's hiding in the barn and one of them finds him and everybody's like, holy fuck, Gabriel's home or whatever his name was. Carl Gabriel. Carl's home. Everybody come see him. He's in the barn. Should we wake up the new maid? Fuck the new maid. Fuck the new maid. The, the baby's sleeping. Leave the baby. Whatever. Eh, you know? <sighs> let's, let's go party in the barn for a bit. Here's my issue. No signs of struggle. No. Nope. Okay? You bludgeoned. You had to bludgeon the first one. You had to. Right? That's how they died. Which means yeah. three other people watched you bludgeon this person. They no screams. No yelling. No running. Ah, it's fucked up, man. Or well, let's ab- let's not ref- let's not forget the youngest daughter didn't die she, right away. They, like all didn't reports right say away. that she was she was fatally wounded, but she laid there and was pulling out her own hair in fear. Why would she pull your yeah. own hair out in fear? Is that a medical thing, Andrew? Well, are you gonna like you? Her, you never know what's happening. Is that like her? She's probably fucking brain dead at the time, right? You know what so I mean? She, so it's just, just exactly. Pulling. There's a lot of things too. Like if if you get blunt force trauma to your head you do a thing called posturing where it's either like uh decorticate where you scrunch up and you bring everything towards your core and everything's like, you know, flinched or you'd go to cerebrate where everything is extended and far away. It's like, so you could have been a mix of both even. Well, to cerebrate, right? Like she, or decorticate, she could have fucking crunched up here and taken some hair with her. Right. But I don't know. It's weird. Like you see it all the time in like UFC. They're not obviously posturing as far as just decorticate or decerebrate. But like you watch those fucking guys get starched in their arms, right? Right. Their arms stick yeah. up in the air and the fucking. Yeah, they drop down. And so yeah. that could be something to do with it, but that's fucking reaching, right? But this whole fucking podcast is a big reach. So. Well, I just had I just had a thought. So now we say like, okay, why would someone go to the barn? Maybe one person went to the, he's like, okay, I'm just going to go check the animals. I'm just going to go check. No, nothing was really happening. Maybe there's a maybe he had a routine of just going and having a a quick check in the barn before he goes to bed. Doesn't come back. It's like, oh, I wonder if uh, you know, I wonder if you need some help out there. One one other person goes, right, and then the and then they don't, they don't come back. Both of them. It's been half an hour now. They're like, well, this is should only take 10, 15 minutes. The other two, like, well, let's go together and let's go check it out. And they and they go out there also, and they walk in. They see the bodies and all of a sudden they look up. Boom pickaxe to the dome to one one tries to run another pickaxe to the dome they got four people out there not lured they went there on their own will because one got killed at a time and t- the first one then the second one then the other two went out or how whatever order it would have been well here's some ex- a little bit extra to it, okay so so victoria the daughter and the dad were found in their fucking clothes their normal day-to-day clothes right yeah. the grandmother and the victoria's daughter Khalees. Calista, something, whatever, whatever her name was, were found yeah. in their nightgowns. Okay, so somebody busts in on mm. fucking Victoria and Anders Stiffen. Stiffen kills them. You hear this loud fucking oh shit screaming. The mother-in-law and the daughter wake up, being like, "What the hell? Let's go run out and check and see what the fuck's going on." They come in, get hit in the head. But they said you can't but hear you screams. Yeah, you couldn't the, really hear the, from that's the That's what barn. the police oh, said. Like, okay. that's what their thought was. But you're, you brought up a thought for me. If they were in their regular clothes, what if they got ambushed in the barn, right? Yeah. Everyone's getting ready for bed, and then they're like, where the fuck that's are they? Mean. Like, come out with me to the barn. They should have been in hours ago. That's what I mean. Doesn't right? You didn't have like, to get lured from the house. They went, th- one guy or two people got killed first, and other people went looking. In the barn. In the barn, doing their, if they're in their clothes, they're not yeah, in their... Maybe, well, yeah. 
he dressed him back up. He's like, this yeah. is some bullshit. Put, put, your clothes, put your clothes back on you. Box. I mean, what I'm doing is fucked up, but what you guys are doing is way more fucked up. Yeah. I'm just killing here. Yeah. All right. This it, is weird. Yeah. I don't know. I don't think, I think uh, we've stumbled on that. They didn't have to be lured. Could have been killed one at a time. Another one's went looking. Either way, they had to leave the house on their own. They left with no struggle. They all went to the barn. They all got fucking murdered in the barn. Carved up in hay. And, and the other th- case, so we, we know that it couldn't be, it couldn't be, it had to be someone like familiar with the area because they stayed comfortably and fed the animals and the dog wasn't tearing them apart and was just, what was barking in the house? It was barking in the house and it was barking outside the house. So, but they also had a lot of money in the house. Yep. That was not taken. None of it. Not taken. None not of a it. fucking cent. So it, it, it seems like robbery, if this was something to like a lot of the suspects on here, they were like, they knew of the family fortune and maybe they wanted it. Well, it's like, then why'd they hang around in the house for days on end and not take the money, right? I, I got a little something for one of the suspects. All right, let's hear it. A little bit. I'm going to kick it back to Mr. Old Schlittenbauer. Schlittenbauer. Okay, so that's yeah. the neighbor that supposedly was dating Victoria and with the potential yeah. father of Yusef. And he's the guy who unlocked the door after. He's the checked. first guy on scene yeah. who was reported to be acting very strangely by mm-hmm. everybody else that was there and magically had this fucking key that supposedly went missing. That he didn't present when they first got there. He no. He presented it after. Pulls it yeah, out. Yeah, once they found the bodies, he went and then pulled it out. So you have mysterious footprints around this fucking place, right? Keys go missing. Doors are left open. Maybe you, maybe Schlittenbauer's casing this place and coming up with a plan is how I'm going to fucking do this. Now, why would he do that? Why would he do that? Well, hmm. he's on record for already being charged child support for Yusuf. Okay? He's... On record for making odd comments on scene, being fucking strangely cold, right? Being very nonchalant, not really fucking caring. Okay, so we got motive. He's paying child support for a kid that's probably not even fucking his. Okay, Yusef right. already is already suspected to be the father's, the her father's kid. Okay, he's got the opportunity. He's the fucking next door neighbor. Okay, you have German law at the time. Okay. The biggest detail for me is the fact that the livestock is being fed and cared for. And the family dog, who is a fucking vicious German Shepherd guard dog, was obviously fucking comfortable with this person because it was moved. Yeah, they said well, the dog barked and like would bark at everyone. Now, German, yeah. German language resources indicate that Herr Schlittenbauer was awarded the livestock for maintaining the farm during the investigation and was given them after the will was executed. Hmm. Hmm. So he did gain from it. He also right. did say some weird shit later on. Like they, they eventually leveled the they eventually leveled the farm. Yeah, they eventually demolished it. They demolished it. And then he was seen on the grounds of like where the murder, like where the barn used to be. And someone came and said, Hey, what are you doing? And he like turned and was like, You know the killer tried to bury them, but the ground was too frozen. Jesus Christ. How would you know? How would you know? And like well, just you might, weird. He'd you say make some he'd educated say guess. weird stuff like that. And you know, time. Like, you know what else is pretty cool is the fact that the murder weapon wasn't found until the fucking place was demolished. That, yeah, that's the other. That's they the found other it in the attic. interesting fact. Oh, they it didn't. Was like, they didn't find it until it was demolished. No. Really? Yeah. Yeah, they found the mattock uh, in the demolition. They they found a like mattock. They found a, a pocket knife that 
they weren't sure whose it could be that they were well they were just like it could be the killers but we don't really know uh but the matic which was 100 percent the murder weapon they found uh during the man i can only imagine how much damage you could do with one of those men you can you split stones with those things yeah like fucking boulders and shit you can chip them away so one little smack to the human skull you just ooh. probably wouldn't have been a would have been a nice scene <laughs> so you go through like we're we're focusing on some of the the better theories as far as who committed this right but oh, did you guys not they went, notice they did a hundred suspects did, 100, did you not notice yeah. that like about 90 percent of these fucking suspects were brothers yeah, what's with yeah, that? Super fucking weird. Why is everyone brothers? Yeah. I don't know, man. The Hans and Franz fucking brothers, the Gump brothers. Maybe that's the, a German thing. Maybe like German. The, maybe it's like it used to be like murders are more commonly committed by a duo. I, I actually think that's the the some of the, like the that'd be like the rarest form of serial killers. A, bro, is, a, a duo. Is like a related duo. Uh, I don't know the stats on that, but like I've watched a lot of Mind Hunters, and I'm pretty sure they said that. Fuck, I love that show. I know it's fucking off topic, but that Mindhunter show is fucking amazing. Oh, it's so good. People keep it's telling amazing. me to watch it. And I, Zell, you got I just keep dude. playing video games instead, but I'm going to get to it it's one day. It's so good. It is so good. Fucking awesome. Um, but like the weird thing is that like you would, they would have to know the dog. They weren't in for the money. So it's, it's just, and they hung around, they hung around for days. Right? Well, that's and the, I, I think they made themselves comfortable. Yes, after They made themselves comfortable. Who else we got? We got, I mean, I got listen, it. there's a hundred suspects and some of them are like, those are the only this guy good ones. wanted money. We thought it was him. He wasn't in town. And you're like, like the, just lot. They interviewed everyone, every brother in town. Yeah. <laughs> yeah no shit. Uh, Andrew, you had a good one. Who is your. Okay. Let's make a connection here. Okay. So this one's pretty cool. I wish I could do it more justice, but I think it, there's a book called the man from the train which kind of goes off on this, which it was weird. It's it's this well-known baseball statistician and his daughter, they investigated the counterfeit murders and they they brought up some really eerie similarities with this uh, axe murderer who did, I think he was on a spree of something like 19 or 20 murders in the USA who was originally from Germany. Right. Okay. So big thing here is the fact that I can hear myself talking. Don't worry about that. that the live weird. stream just popped weird. through. We muted it. Okay. Keep going. So here's the thing about Paul Mueller is he selected families who lived near railroads, seemingly struck in an ambush at about midnight while the victims were asleep. He used the blunt side of an axe rather than the blade. Hmm. He was known to live in the fucking victims House? households for multiple days eat, live, sleep, all those type of things. Okay. He was, he was convicted or he wasn't convicted, but he was kind of like the main man for us, for a set of murders in the States. They couldn't get enough on him. But all we know is that it was well publicized around 1912. Okay. Then he goes missing for a few years and everybody's like, okay, did he die? What happened to this guy? 1912 goes missing. Goes get missing. What year did the, ha- did the murders happen in fucking counterfeit? 1918. What happens if this guy just randomly decided, you know what? The fucking trail's hot. I'm going to get busted soon. No, murders are home. Murders were in 1922. 1922. Or, sorry, 1922. Yeah. I'm going to go home. He's because he's on he's on the watch list now. He might be a suspect. So he just kind of dekes out, goes totally. back to Germany. Yeah. And he, well, because he he was the fucking number one suspect for these murders in Kansas. 
And yeah. these, and I'm and, talking like, let's think of it: the blunt side of an axe covering these people before he bludgeoned them. Living in the house, you know what I mean. So living what happens? In the house. He, it, it, yeah, it's it's definitely an mo back in the days where you couldn't like there probably wasn't a lot of copycat killers. Well, and the cool around. thing, the big thing too, is he's well known for his fucking mustache. And well, you know, before the family died, they reported seeing somebody fucking casing the house with a mustache. That's very true. Very true. That mm. was also so one now of the I feel like lurking on the edge of the woods. I feel like I didn't do it as much justice as it deserves because there's an entire fucking book written about this guy. But he supposedly 19 murders. 19 they think they think murders. is connected to one this this guy. All the same mo. All blunt force covered by fucking clothing. Blunt force trauma to the head. Jesus. Right. Hmm. I. This is a hard like. I don't know what it was like to travel in nineteen early nineteen hundreds, but like I don't think you were catching like international flights like you did now. So I don't know how easy or how difficult it is to like if someone immigrates to the United States and then like you know I want to pop back into Germany and murder some people. How easy that is, and like yeah, I because this was this was a this was a twelfth hour discovery about Paul Mueller. I didn't really get a look into like his whereabouts after. Well, like did he finish his life in Germany kind of thing or did he eventually did he just kind of fall off the map right I'd have to look into that more the similarities are striking from what I first pulled up but I mean there's nothing saying it couldn't be him we got a guy with a mustache but I'm like we're getting to we're getting to does he have a brother (laughs) (laughs) he's my top suspect he's have a brother it's um, true it, that's a tough. It's that's a like. I'd have to just look into that one more because interesting that the mo is so similar in the period of time. Even, I'm gonna read the book. I really will. I, I, yeah, it sounds pretty wild. Well, if, if what anytime you got so like so many similarities and murders, you'd help. You'd have to consider it. Well, there's nothing saying it couldn't have been him. If he actually, yeah, if he actually left right America, now. went home. Yeah, if well, he was a in German Germany around this time, yeah. I'm gonna say the probability just went up for me. Yep, hundred percent. Next to. What my final thought is, is that it was 100% uh, the husband's ghost, came back, possessed the grandpa, killed the killed the family, then wandered the ghost back in and killed himself before taking the pickaxe and ghosting it into a barrel of hay. So you think he actually did get killed in the war? He didn't actually escape? Yeah. I, you think he died and he- uh, I think he came back Vengeful spirit? Well, maybe vengeful he didn't spirit. mean to come back vengeful. Maybe he decided to pull a Casper and be like, I'm going to go hang out with my family. I'm going to go a friendly see it. And then he's Exactly. That's what six I'm saying. Six months. Right? And for yeah. six months, he sees them, the the dad and the daughter. Or maybe he doesn't Maybe he doesn't really see it for six months. Maybe he's just there be trying to be a friendly ghost and they're not really doing it or whatever. And then he, and then he sees it. He yeah. catches them. And then he's like, well, I'll go from friendly ghost to fucking vengeful poltergeist real quick. Yeah, exactly. 100%, right? If you've, been, it's, it's you, like, if you've been there for six months, you know the guy's routine. It's like, okay, he's, he's coming out at 8 p.m. He's going to you know, fill up the water or break the ice in the water because it's probably wintertime or whatever. He does all that stuff. Like, I'm going to kill this guy. They're going to come looking for him. I'm going to kill that guy. I'm going to kill that. Boom, boom, boom. Four murders. Go inside, finish the job, and just hang out. But ghosts don't eat food, as far as I know. Wow. That's true. I don't know. Yeah, I remember, remember, Ka- remember Casper. They made the shit fucking cookies and just <laughs> falling just down. Just falling through them. Yeah. Yeah. You ready for a more realistic fucking scenario? Let's hear some real. You yeah, ready some for real. some real hard? Like this is this is probably it. Yep. Let's hear it. All right. It's all in the name. Anders Gruber, descendant of Hans Gruber. <laughs> Maybe John McLean. 
tracked down a fucking time machine. Went back in time, <laughs> tracked down a fucking Maddock, and yippee ki that whole fucking family. yippee ki Before, before, Hans, Took before Hans, Hans Gruber can be born. Saved the fucking <laughs> Nakatomi the- building. I like prevented it. it all. This is this is a great theory. I, that's, that's I'm the, on board with this one. That's the plot of Die Hard Five, man. Well, and that and that's why we don't get. And then, thus, it would end the need for the Die Hard series, which was ruined in subsequent entries, which we wouldn't get. That's it. That's it. So all comes full circle, man. So what you're saying is it's Bruce Willis. The thing that bugs me the most about this, though, is apparently in- He was a ghost! Bruce Willis was a ghost! Oh, See, there you go! Oh, shit! Six cents, baby! Holy fuck. He was a ghost the whole time! How did well, we not put this together? It's it. Done. Straight theorizing. Yeah. That's straight theorizing right That's there. straight theorizing. Oh, that was great. Okay. <laughs> the thing that bugs me about this, though, is apparently in 2007, a bunch of fucking law students in Germany solved this fucking case but have refused to release any of the information because they don't want to fucking affect the the descendants of whoever did it. Yeah, so it was what it was in like 2009 or something they did it. 2007, I have I could be wrong though. No, that's that's something like that. But and who the fuck like they, listen, if you came they didn't to me and you're like it. your great grandpa who you never knew murdered a family, I'd be like, listen, "Whoa, these that's are crazy. fucking you got to think about the people we're talking about. These are these people are very sensitive about things that happened in the past." It's true. And they I really don't so. want to drag anybody's fucking, you know, pasts and family bullshit around. It's yeah, true. So. I'll tell you a quick backstory about that. When I was eight years old, I went to Germany because my relatives, like my mom's dad's from Germany. And you know when you're like a kid and you used to draw like, draw like stick figure uh, wars on a piece of paper? All the time. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Like yeah. you just draw, you would just, I would draw like, it'd be like Canada, USA, England on a stick figure versus like Nazi Germany. And they'd be like blowing the fuck out of them on like doll stick figures. But that's yeah. huge, like huge war battles. I'd have like pages of them. Like, all right, scene one, Canada comes in, he gets blown up. Canadian guy comes in, a fucking U.S. guy comes and drops a bomb on the Nazi guy. And I would have like 10 pages of these. And then <laughs> these fuck, my German relatives like seen this. And I've never seen people be so offended and mad. I'll remember it to this day. They like grab the stuff. They grab me by my collar. They come to get my mom. They sit me down. They're like, you're a son. Draw, draw, talk about Nazis, all this shit. And I was like, Hold. I had no idea. I was eight years old. But because I had the Nazi flag, I was in. Oh, man, it was bad. So maybe it wouldn't be as bad if you weren't like the fucking ideal fucking Aryan. <laughs> Like, yeah, right. Yeah, right. Zell's just blocked it out. It was all dicks. Yeah. I'm pretty I'm sure actually the blonde hair actually comes from the other side as the Swedish side. So probably. Yeah. Either way, don't don't draw Nazi stick figure wars when you're in Germany. Yeah. Yeah, don't. They not, do not but, take kindly to that. Well, understandable, but I didn't understand it at the time. Well, you, Anyways, you were a child. That was a child. Fine. Segway. I never Fine. did it. I never did it again. I changed the yeah. Nazi flag. I just made up a different flag. Yeah. Anyways. <laughs> Quick, um, quick side story. What's what's final thoughts? Anyone else on a final well, thought? I, I wanted to talk one more about this Lawrence Schlittenbauer. Schlittenbauer. That's I know, but yeah. did, Schlittenbauer. If it, it seems like he should have been He's more a prime of a prime suspect. He, 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 a, should, he did it. But did he have? How did he not become like a an actual like? How was he not charged? Did he have alibi? He here's the thing. Here's the thing that I'll, I'll be devil's advocate for old Schlittenbauer here. If you're a neighbor, right? My neighbors all growing up had keys to my house, right? There'd be like a key. Really? And then if we were locked out or something, you'd go to the neighbor, the one neighbor's house who had a key to our house, right? Yeah. So I'm not saying that's weird. It's weird that he had a key and then and didn't he w- disclose. He didn't disclose and then like ran in there. 
after they found the bodies. But I was like, to me, I was like, unless there was something in there that was going to be incriminating, it it doesn't that worry me. Like it doesn't strike me as that odd to go, especially if he was sleeping with uh, Victoria and he thought Yusuf was his son. So he sees the four dead body and he goes, "Oh shit." I got to run in the house, see if my kid's okay. Right? Like right. he's running because he knows that's his kid. I could see that, right? Because then he's like, I was going to check. But then he has the best cover story because he already has another son named Yusuf. So if like, if he was going, I was going to go check on my son, maybe he was worried that his son had, well, it doesn't make sense. But either way, it doesn't strike me as that surprising, especially if he was like allegedly sleeping with her and that may be his kid. That to run in the house. Right. Well, but it's like, on all accounts, there was a fucking massive lack of emotion, coldness. Oh, yeah. And I get it. Yeah, like, yeah. Seems like it. He was a World War One vet, so he'd probably seen some fucked up shit in the past. And he's but still, German. This is your fucking, this was your, he tried marrying her, but Anders shut it down because Schlittenbauer said, like, if I'm going to marry you, you got to stop stuffing your daughter. Like, I can't do that. That's, I don't blame him, but you know what I mean? Like, he cares. Is that for a this deal woman. breaker for you? I'd say so. That's a deal breaker. It just doesn't work. It's for a deal me, breaker. Right? And there are a lot of reports that he was on financial hardships. But he didn't take the money. Yeah, but he's also he pretty much inherited a whole fucking farm worth of animals, which that is, is as good as money, right? Look at this guy's the next door neighbor. He knows the layout of this property. He's been there. He was courting Victoria. He was trying to marry her. He knew his way around. And then when you find out, like, I'm trying to marry this chick, and I find out, first of all, she's stuffing her dad. I know I'm saying stuffing a lot. I don't know why. but Stuffing. You also try, and then you find out that the kid's probably not even yours. You know what? That actually makes, I like that theory because then it's also, he, later on when he says, you know, the killer tried to bury them, but the ground was too cold. He kills them, and then he's like, I'm going to bury them. Ground's too cold, and he's like, fuck. So he's trying to make it look like, there's still people in the house for the next couple days, right? Mm. Until like the two, to there's too much. Oh, that's a good idea. Waiting for it, right? Yeah, I guess you don't. Wow. Your me- meteorologists right. aren't the best back then. You probably couldn't tell if, you know. So that that's very interesting. Well, I, I like that. I guess, yeah. So, uh, yeah, if it's in March, I mean, you're coming out of winter, so you could have frozen nights and thaw during the day. So it makes sense. That's crazy. That's smart. I like it. I mean, yeah, this is not like Northern Canada winter, so. Mar- I mean, I don't like him as much as I like John McClane or Carl Gabriel's ghost, but I like him. He's pretty, it's it's a likely suspect. Here's another quick mystery. Oh, shit. It was Lorenz Schlittenbauer. He did it, motherfucker. Yeah. <laughs> that, that was a quick mystery. <laughs> that's it. Case called. It's over. <laughs> Case called. Um, I, I got nothing else on the hint, hinter. Still hinter unsolved. The, the German like Academy of Forensics or whatever did the thing and they had narrow down to one suspect that they never release so you'll never really it's so yeah. fucking annoying why can't they release it you yeah. know what they they fucking they had a big press conference everybody's excited they're like finally we're gonna find out who fucking did this and the fucking guy's sitting there in the front of the podium he's got a fucking stack of cue cards and he flicks through a few of them <laughs> and on one cue card hinterkafek unsolved unsolved it's over <laughs> thank you guys we got him but we uh, we can't tell you so Peace. I get it. Like you want to, um, you don't want to, you don't want to worry yeah. about these people's ancestors. But what about the people whose ancestors got fucking brutally murdured? You know what I mean? Like closure. Want, a little like, closure would have been nice for them. Hell yeah. Yeah, and that yeah. Who do you favor? You feel, you favor the murderer's family or the victim's family? 
Sounds like your favorite in the murderers family. Man, I don't like it. Yeah, it's a creep, now, it's a creepy one. It it's one of those ones where I guess it's because like why it's hard because I'm gonna say maybe they didn't release it just because of how long it's been that and an entire family was killed. So it's not like there's like a living dot, like a direct relative to the victims. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like a direct heir of the victims. It's, it, you know, you could have some cousins and stuff and I'm sure, but I mean, it's, it's almost, it's almost lost in history. Yeah. It's, it's back. It's too far back. I don't know. The, the right? fucking livestock, the family dog. I, I, I like Schlittenbauer. Schlittenbauer. Me Schlittenbauer. too. I like Next, him. right after, Bruce Willis and the ghost of Carl Urban. <laughs> or Carl Urban, yeah. Um, all right, let's get into some space news. Oh, wait for it, wait oh, for it. I got this cool thing. I got this cool thing. What is that? I can't see Gordon's face. You just you hit it too early. There it is. Oh, that is fucking cool. Anyways. That was cool. That was cool. I, was, I wasn't, I wasn't, you fucking hit me too quick. Sorry, I, was, I wasn't, I wasn't ready. Um, this one was really interesting because we talked about uh, Tom DeLonge and the oh, I had this one to, too. This <laughs> to the, the Academy best. of Arts and Science, um, just announced that the U.S. Army is going to test uh, military mystery ma- materials owned by uh, to the Stars Academy, and they're working in a partnership together. Um, a cooperative research and development agreement uh, has been made by Two Stars Academy and the military. So that's kind of cool. <laughs> I mean, I guess the Defense Department will take any opportunity to investigate something that could boast national security. Still, no one knows anything about these hidden alloys he has. He's been talking, yeah. he was t- been talking about these alloys. Like when this fucking thing came out two years ago when they first broke those videos, which yeah, by which the have now been Cooperated by the Navy and Air Force that they are real videos. They're not. And it, I don't know if you, I watched it. The, uh, Commander David Fravor on Joe, Joe Rogan. Rogan. Yeah. Really good interview. That was, that guy was the, one of the greatest tellings of a UFO account ever because he just, he explained the video, explained everything. He's like, no, man, that's real. This thing was fucking moving. It's an UFO. I've talked to t- dozens of other people that see these things. These things are out there. They're not ours. He's like, I'm not saying they're alien, but they're not ours. We don't have this stuff. So I don't know who has it. But it's there, and this technology is seemingly rampant around the world as the sightings go. But yeah, the To the Stars Academy, Tom DeLong claims he has this alloy, like futuristic alloys, and so he's partnering with the with the defense. Yeah, department. some they they said like some of the research they're hoping to do will be lead to groundbreaking discoveries with um, on ground vehicle uh, propulsion systems and cloaking capabilities. Yeah. They say like space time metric engineering, quantum physics, beam energy propulsion, like a fucking laser rifle or like, what are we talking about here? Plasma cannons and other jargon filled sciencey things. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> that he can't elaborate on. <laughs> Which all. may enhance yeah. survivability and effectiveness of multiple army systems. Hey, may, maybe, the, maybe these fucking guys got something. Maybe they do. But when it first came out, we beaked them pretty hard because they're like, well, you're an entertainment company. Yeah. yeah. Well, not only that, he had the chance to sell you on it on Rogan and he didn't at all. He didn't. I can't. I can't talk about that. Can't talk about, I can't I elaborate can't, on I can't anything elaborate I'm on fucking that. claiming. I can't talk about that. Yeah. Oh, fuck off. 
still one thing that drives me crazy about uh, like with Bob Lazar and Tom DeLonge and shit and when the, those recovered craft, we excavated some crafts. See, no one's even talked about that yet. I've yeah. never heard anyone ex- explain anything else about the excavation of these crafts. Still waiting. Um, I got, um, okay, actually, I didn't have this one up, but I'm sure you can look it up. This was this was weird, and maybe we can talk about this on a, a, a case file update. There was this company, and it was releasing like light bending tech, where it's like it's like a sheet of paper, and you can put it in front, and it bends the light the way it sends. So it makes the person standing right behind it look invisible. Oh, I have seen this. Right, go look at that. Go look at that shit, and then go watch that elevator video from the Elisa Lamb. And you know when you see that little bit of shadow move in the hallway? Yeah. That's what it reminded me of. I was like, it reminds me of that fucking elevator video when that, you see that little bit of shadow just kind of move. Huh. Yeah. Stunning technology makes troops invisible, NATO chief echoes. So I don't know. I don't know exactly. Go look at that. I just, I remember, th- I had that thought and I was like, oh man, that'd be cool. One. Um, this one's from uh, physics.org. Uh, soil on the moon and Mars uh, likely to support crops. Well, didn't, didn't China grow that fucking thing on the moon? The first sprouted plant on the moon. It wasn't like on the moon with no atmosphere. They like left the box on the moon or whatever, and they grew that plant. But what didn't they use? Oh, they, they, brought, use- they brought. Okay, I see what you mean. So the soil could contain enough nutrients on the moon and Mars to grow shit. Yes, I could see Mars. But- I can't really see the moon as much, but it's made of cheese. Mold grows on cheese. Yeah. Uh, that was kind of cool. I was like, well, that is cool. I guess we're going to be eating potatoes for a while. Uh, speaking on Mars, um, the first human on Mars may be a woman. Uh, NASA chief says, did we so, talk about this before? No, I don't think so. This was just, uh, came out two days ago. So the first astronaut will be a woman to step foot on Mars. Uh, that's what he's saying. He said it's, he says it's more than likely. He said, you know, they're having the first, now it's not the first, um, all it's the first woman spacewalk, as Trump said, it's the first all women spacewalk. Women have done a spacewalk before, so um, you know he he was just in this interview was saying like, yeah, listen, there's 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 going to be people on Mars. There's going to be women on Mars. They there's more than likely could be the first one out the gate to be the first person to step on Mars. So cool. Someone's got to do it. Interesting. Yeah, someone's got to do it. That's all I had for space news. That's. Yeah, I only want to talk about Tom DeLonge. I'm still, I'm cautiously it, optimistic did, about some cool stuff coming out. Well, I was like, it's the same thing where it's like, yeah, if they're if if they haven't shown this thing, they're like, oh, we have to do these things. I'm still not convinced it's not a, like a money making scheme of like you tell the military you have these things and they go, okay, well, let's work on them together. If you have them, they get this like um, cooperative research and development agreement they announce it to the public like this now we all run to their website donate their donate memberships or whatever we want because we're like it's real i try i tried to buy a share when that came out it was 200 bucks yeah i could i couldn't get it from canada oh i was like i was getting you know, i was buy one share what if what if yeah. this motherfucker develops the next generation of propulsion technology and that one 200 share is worth two million dollars oh, that'd be badass happens open it up to canadians I don't know. I don't know if it maybe it's opened up now, but when it first when the first thing they're taking shares because it wasn't like a, a publicly traded IPO, it was like just private investor 
you buy a piece of the company or whatever. But um, let's hope. Let's hope for something sweet. I got. Let's plug in the randomatron. Uh, do a ghost story for Halloween. Okay, ghost story. It's been a while for the randomatron. I had, did some tune-ups on it. Should be working. All right, here we go. You getting that? Yeah. Oh yeah. All right. Transmission sound. Uh, this one's from. Uh, again, if you want your if you want your um, your tr- your tale your story put into the randomtron. Send it to our email, alientheorists at gmail.com, and in the subject line, write randomatron story. Um, this one comes from Brody. Um, Come on. Oh, he's just, hold on. He, he's, there's a little, like, nice little pre-saying that he says, don't read this, but, okay, so here. Hey, guys. So I've been a skeptic when it comes to ghosts, but my girlfriend, Elissa, believes in the paranormal and swears She's seen a ghost. So growing up, Elissa spent a lot of time staying at her grandmother's house. She slept in the same bed as her grandma a lot. And as she was getting into bed, she heard something in the kitchen and went to look. As she walked by, she seen a woman in the kitchen making tea and then walked downstairs into the basement. At first, she thought it was her grandma, but went to bed and her grandma was asleep. Another time, Alyssa and her family were sitting around having a family get-together and the TV started switching to channels and stopped at channel 666. Shit. Finally, she told me about a reoccurring dream about an old lady and her husband sitting in a room in her basement that doesn't exist. But But if there was a door to another room in the basement, it would definitely be the spot she thinks or she thinks it is. I've never done it, but I'm tempted to knock on the spot to see if it sounds different than most of the basement concrete behind it. I'm, I'm guessing for a hollow door. Also, just throwing at the end that I'm sorry and I love her. LOL. Anyways, huge fan, guys. Thanks for sharing uh, her story. That's from Brody on behalf of his girlfriend, Alyssa. Dope. Spooky. Spooky shit. Ooh, man. Still never seen a ghost. Be the worst. Still, uh, still open to... Be haunted. Or the the phantom, phantom footsteps. Why? And stuff, what do you mean open to being haunted? You heard me, Nobody buddy. Nobody wants to be open, fucking haunted, man. Open to no, no, pod no, week. No, 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 pod no. week. I'm summoning. What? I'm playing yeah. Ouija board morning, noon, night. Three thirty-three, baby. I'm playing it. Uh, I'm just gonna leave yeah. that planchette right in the middle of the board. I'm opening all portals. Yeah. You heard it here first. Come get your portals. Come all down to Portal Town. Portal Town. Oh, <laughs> real portals. All day the long. Portals everywhere. Uh, that's all I got. Well, you got some uh, reviews up? Oh, there's a couple of reviews. I'm not sure. I wasn't here all last week. I'm not sure if you read these or not. Let's go with them, though. Almost done. Five-star review by Damien3-GH from Australia. I've binged, you, I've binged you guys for the last few months to and from work every day. I have loved every minute. Recently hit the end, and it went back to episode one. Man, Braden is so quiet back then. Are you quiet back then at the start? <laughs> I, I think that's, uh, I think he's, I think he's making a joke. Oh, I think he's making, yeah. It's a lot louder, a lot drunk at the start. I've left some reviews on YouTube and stuff in the past. The perfect mix of humor and facts, a lot of really interesting topics like Pizzagate, 
Big Pharma, Pyramids, and all that shit. Keep it going, and I promise to keep listening. Well done on getting to episode 100. Yeah, we never thought we were going to get there, but we made it. Count down to 200. We did it. New from Burlington, Ontario. Five stars from iDustyV. Boys! So I know I already sent a message on Twitter, which he got back to me pretty fast, but I just want to reiterate how awesome your podcast is. Started listening to a couple new ones on Tuesday and decided Wednesday I was going to binge from the beginning. Currently on Case File 20, just unreal. The quality back then was quite poor, but we appreciate <laughs> appreciate the support. Keep these beauties coming and making me howl while I'm not at work. Not even kidding. El Nasty had me almost in tears. Cheers, guys. Booyah. Cheers for that. El Nasty is still one, that's still one of my favorites. Diaslav Pass. Mm. Yeah, that was a good um, one. That was fun. So fun. We, that's a good one too because we fucking had to redo that one. Yeah, we Remember? had. Yeah, it got all fucked up. We had to restart the next day. Yeah. Yeah, it was weird. But if we didn't, we didn't even know, but if we didn't restart that one, we would have been bang on the 50 year anniversary. That's crazy. Or was it 60 Ooh, years? Sp- one of those, an anniversary, but we missed it by a day. Either way. Uh, um, that's all I'm, I got for today. I was going to read the Patreons, but my island internet here is just. I was going to talk to you about that. You got to like screenshot your ship beforehand because it's an ongoing problem with your internet connection. Well, I I, I think what happens is because I I have all my notes on tabs and then, oh, here we go. And then what happens is is as I open tabs, it reloads it for some reason. And I'm like, why the hell does it do that? So I've got um, Darius W, Jeff Ventry, Frank Price, Trent Robertson, and Luke Dennis. Oh, yeah. Is that yeah, it? That's, yeah, for some reason, that's all it's showing me, but I can see there's more. They're all blank. Though. Luke Dennis, I'll, so. I'll continue on. Right under Luke Dennis, we got Kid Wonder, Maria Elena Ruiz, Carissa Fran, Frain, Carissa Frain, Dustin, Ryan Stanger, Sean Reck, My Dungeons Ready. Oh, shit. Deleted. Shouldn't have read that. Oh, take it back. Take it back. Take it back. Gone. Jordan Bitterman, Jennifer Corsino, Pond Ron. Ooh. Pond Ron. Pond Ron. And uh, we'll give a shout out to this guy, Zach Dysinger. Dysinger. He went up 55 cents. Attaboy. He's done that a few times. $2.55. $2.55? $2.55. Oh, yeah. Woo. Yeah, Yeah, baby. It all helps. If you go up, you get red again. Are we, how are we doing for time? We got, I got, got time. Got I got nothing time. to do. You oh yeah. Some time? Yeah. You know, you some time? do we want to, do we want to do this now or do we want to push this into after hours? Time. Where are we at? Oh, let's fucking, want to do a mongoose, a mongoose files when you were saying? Let's fucking do it. Let's do a mongoose. Let's do it. One second. One Buckle second. In. One second. Before we go, obviously, this happened to a friend of a friend of a friend of mine. Goes without saying. All right. So when I say this, it's going to sound like it happened to me, right? But it didn't happen It's for theatrics. It didn't happen to me. Happened to a friend of a friend of mine. This might have happened recently in a coastal coastal city in BC. Not going to say where, but it rains a lot. It's Hmm. been raining a lot lately. Not much sun, gloomy day. 
getting towards the end of the day, let's say eight o'clock, sitting in the ambulance, call comes in. We're going to the coastal city mental hospital for the, you know, the manic episode. Okay. Pretty standard. Never been to this place before. So, you know, it's a little bit of a trek and we're going kind of a little out of city limits. Pull up to this long driveway, going up this long driveway, lots of trees, kind of spooky. Just, you know what I mean? It's just a kind of a spooky vibe. Pull up to this giant building, metal building, almost looks more like a jail. Like you wouldn't be spray. It looks like something out of fucking Jurassic Park. Big fences, barbed wire, ominous building, spooky. We get there. Somebody's waiting for us outside. We go right from the front doors into a giant elevator. Like you, as soon as these doors open, it's this giant metal elevator that takes you upstairs. Just, you know, like, again, we're going to go back to Jurassic Park. I'm ready for the guy that told me to <laughs> hold on to your butts. <laughs> going up to the top of this place. Doctor's waiting there. Hi, thank you so much for coming. You made good time. I can't give you very much information on this person. He was brought to us sedated. We don't have any backstory on him. All we know that he's been here for two days. He spent those two days mostly sedated on the anti- antibiotics by IV, also liquid nutrition. Out of nowhere, he woke up. Okay. And what would you like us here for? They're like, well, we need your guys' help sedating him. I'm like, okay, that shouldn't be too hard. Like, do you guys have security just in case he gets violent? She's like, oh, we have security and he's already violent. I'm like, okay, like, what do you mean? She brings me into the security room and shows me the security tape. And all it is is a guy, like, kick it back to fucking 90s WWE. There's this guy (laughs) passed out in his fucking bed and just fucking undertakers up off his bed, like just lurches up so fast, looks around. Looking around his room, kind of like, where the fuck am I, right? And all you can hear is him start screaming, I'm hungry, I'm hungry, I'm hungry, I'm hungry. Pulls out his IV, starts ransacking his room, picking up fucking clothes, shredding them into shreds, just pulling them, pulling them into fucking shreds. And it's weird, and he's ripping them off in these like thin shreds. And he kind of looks up, cocks his eye up at the fucking camera and just starts jamming these fucking clothes these shreds of clothes into his mouth and just like forcing them down his fucking throat, like burying his hand down his throat. And I'm watching this fucking video and I'm like, what the fuck do you want me to do? Like, I'm not going in there. Like, are you crazy? She's like, well, we really need help sedating him. We have security. Like we can try and hold him down while you guys sedate him. And I'm like, listen, unless I got a fucking blow dart or some shit, (laughs) I'm not going in the room with this fucking guy. You know what I mean? I look at my partner and my partner's like, yeah, we got it. No problem. Brand new guy, fucking keener, ready to go. So we roll up, we go up into this room and it's like a fucking cell. And I kind of look through, there's that little glass window and you look over and he's just hunched and his back's to the fucking window. So you can't really see him, but you can see his fucking hands just like, you know, rustling right by his face. And he's kind of just hunched over and there's piles of puke and saliva and shit all over the ground. His room's fucked, right? And I'm like, oh my God, like this is, I've been doing this job for a bit now, close to 10 years. And this is one of the times where I'm generally like, oh my fucking God, like, am (laughs) I, is this really fucking happening? Like, 
there's three security guards here. Not very big, not very imposing. I'm like, you need like, we need three times as many people as this. Like, I don't, you know what I mean? Like what the fuck? And somehow this doctor convinces me, gives me the medications. Like, okay, you know, good luck. Like get them in there and go. And I'm like, okay, pretend like I'm fucking, you know, I, okay, let's got, let's do this. Right. Open up the door quietly, slowly. and just kind of like try to creep up and he's not even looking over at me. Right. He's not even looking. And I'm like, hey, man, paramedics, we're here to help you. Like, you know what I mean? Like, can you stop eating clothes? You know what I mean? Like, just everything's okay. You're safe. Everything's good. We just got some medicine for you. And he fucking cranks his head around and just looks at me with a fucking remnant of a pajama, like, hanging out of his fucking mouth, like, buttons on it. And I've fucking never seen that look in somebody's face before. And I'm, like, looking at the security. The security's looking at me. They're like, yeah, we're f- like, let's get the fuck out of here, right? So we all kind of like turn around and be like, let's get the fuck out of here. Buddy jumps to his feet and starts taking off towards us. Fucking inches away from me. Inches. Grabs onto my fucking shirt. And I'm like, holy fuck, like trying to get out this door as fast as humanly possible. Somehow the security guards are on the other side and I'm the last guy fucking in this room. And they're holding this door closed and I'm halfway out of it screaming for my life and they're grabbing onto my arm and the doctor's screaming at me again i know i've gone back to this already but jurassic park like get him like fucking give him the medication like just like that guy in the fucking raptor pen being like shoot her shoot her and i'm fucking shitting my pants as this man is trying to drag me back into this fucking room and what is he gonna do to me is he gonna eat me i don't know what the fuck's gonna happen just as he's pulling on me Probably had some good looking clothes. He started fucking projectile puking around the shirt. So this shirt's down his throat and puke is coming out around it like fucking, you know, when you pinch like a fucking garden hose and it just starts spraying out the sides and it's just pulling out of his sides and he looks at me and just starts fucking like magician pulling the fucking bandana out of his pocket. He's pulling this fucking clothes out of his throat as puke's just fucking flying out. Linda Linda Blair projectile. Holy fuck. We fucking locked that door and he's sitting there and he puked it all out. And what does he do? Eats it. Working and putting it right back in. Oh, man. Your your friend's life. Let me tell you something. Yeah, it's fucked up, man. Like, that's. I I can't even. I don't know. Like, that. I'm talking the most deranged, terrifying human being I've ever seen in my life or his life ever. Like, by fucking far. Like I like I was shook. My partner shook. This fucking doctor who's been working, I don't know how many years. Like this guy was like elderly, and he's like, I've never seen anyone that fucked up. Yeah, it's fucking gross. But we went back in there, pinned him down, sedated him, brought him to the fucking hospital. Working the next day in the hospital, fucking cruising by with a stretcher, looking by, look over in the bed, and there's this guy fucking sitting up eating a sandwich. No big deal. No problem. Everything's good. Everybody's happy. Fucking b- most bizarre thing my friend's ever seen. But anyways, that's it. The tales. The tales that are told. Yeah, it's fucked up, man. Fucked up. Yeah, it's terrifying. Dude, I'm I, not kidding. Like, the fucking fear that even just hearing this story, like, the fucking genuine fear. Like, ah, fuck, man. You see a lot of weird shit, but that, like... Oh, fuck. I just, I don't feel fucking comfortable talking about it. Like, ugh. 
I don't feel comfortable listening to it. Yeah, I'm sorry. I should have done another <laughs> disclaimer. I think people know by now if you start talking about a story of a friend of a friend. Yeah, just fucking mute. You it. either turn it off or listen to something gross or fucked up. Something that no one ever yeah. experiences. Fuck no. Um, you want to start wrapping it up? I'll give my uh, song of the week and then we'll finish this up. Go. We'll talk with some pod week on after hours. We'll be going live on uh, Discord only for Patreon only, but Band of the Week this week is a band called The Hollywood Kills. This song's called Hannibal. They thought it was fitting, you know. I like the Halloween name. time. Spooky time. A little bit of a Hannibal. Band of the Week, The Hollywood Hills. Check them out on Spotify or probably wherever else you can find music. Anything else, Brayden? No, as we always say at the end of these things, keep those eyes on the skies. Do it. Thank you.